Welcome to episode number 33 of Feedback on Track. I'm your host, Nick Deng. How is your week going so far? Today, we are talking about time management. So let me ask you this. How good are you with managing your time? Do you measure your work? And if yes, do you use any specific tools or techniques? Let's talk today about not only tracking, but mostly budgeting your time to make sure it doesn't slip through your fingers. It is very hard to focus or being productive if you don't have somebody to tell you what to do. And as much as we hate bosses and people of authority sometimes, somehow they help you get your job done. And because I'm working alone, I don't have this, let's say, luxury or this obligation over my head. And it's hard to focus sometimes. And it's hard to understand how much work you have to put on a daily basis to make sure you reach your objectives. It is hard to motivate myself to say, I got to do this today and not tomorrow because I don't have imminent deadlines. I don't have pressure from anybody else. And so I have to find ways to make sure I do what I'm supposed to do. And this comes down to time management. How do I make sure that whatever I do is productive? How do I make sure that whatever I do is getting things done? So a few months ago, I think, oh, actually, it's been more than that, a few years ago now, maybe three, four years ago, I started writing down everything that I do on a daily basis. It started off with documenting what I had done, basically journaling about what I had done each day, but I was not enough. It felt like it was too broad, too general, and I was not able to understand if I was doing enough. So I decided to go back to my accountant instincts because for those of you who don't know, I'm a finance major and then I started becoming an, and then I started my career as an accountant. Excel was my best friend back in the day, which is more than 15 years ago now, I believe, almost almost 15 years ago. And so Excel became my friend again in a way that I had to track or I decided to track things to make sure that I was not going astray on a daily basis. So I decided to track and how long I was spending on each tasks or activity. That started off like this. It was to understand how much I was working every week and then more specifically every day. So it, it was time tracking by task. At first, I did not really differentiate by tasks. I decided just to get an overall overview of each day. And then I decided to refine it and to make sure that I knew exactly what I was doing according to different categories. But then recently, I realized that was not enough. I realized that I spent more time trying to clock some hours to make sure I had reached my weekly goal of hours. And I realized that that's, that was nonsensical because I couldn't see any results. So today, I want to talk about time tracking. I want to talk about time management. And not only time tracking, I, I want to talk about time budgeting. So let me first start with this time tracking and how it works, or so I thought. The way I do is every week, I decide about a few things that I want to work on, which is, let's say, objectives, maybe three or four main objectives. These weekly goals are going to be broken down into daily goals. And each evening, as I mentioned before, I prepare the next day. And I write down 
three tasks that would take me closer to reaching those objectives. Now, when I budget, when I plan for the week on Sundays, usually Sunday nights, I try to get an estimate of how much I'm going to be spending on each category. So there's a lot of categories that I work by. Uh, there's something about creating training. There's about uh, there's something about training myself, so watching webinars, reading. There's something about marketing myself. There's something about this podcast. How many hours do I spend preparing, recording, and editing? And every category get an estimate of how many hours. And usually I try to be around 40 hours, 45 hours per week, which is supposedly the amount of hours that I need to accomplish things. So I kind of estimate how many hours I'm going to spend every week on each category. And that's the, 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 the foundation of how I'm going to work. So this is the time tracking where it starts. Um, I document every 30-minute blocks of whatever I work on. Some days, it is very intense. I work on something for two, three hours. For, for example, today, this podcast will probably take uh, half an hour recording and maybe an hour and a half, two hours editing and posting and making sure the content is correct, the description in the episode is correct as well. So that's, let's say, intense work. That's, that's focus work. But sometimes it's just when the motivation is not there, when you feel tired and exhausted and unmotivated, it just becomes small 30-minute blocks of anything. So it could be watching one webinar. It could be updating something in a training course. It could be updating a database or stuff that, that doesn't really feel meaningful. And at the end of the day, I can see seven, eight, nine different tasks that come out to be four or five hours. They don't feel rewarding to me. But Sometimes I can see two different things only in one day, which is recording the podcast, maybe three hours, and then uh, creating a training for my public speaking course, another two to three hours. And that feels heavy. That feels solid. So, but it still works by 30-minute block. I make sure that I want to be very accurate. I won't go as far as 15 minutes because then it becomes a bit cumbersome, but 30 minutes sounds about right. So every 30 minutes is documented and... At the end of the week, I can see exactly how much I spend on every category daily and weekly. Now, this seemed to be like a great idea a few months ago, and it worked out well when I started implementing that uh, level of detail. But as time started going, and maybe in the last couple of weeks, for some reason, it became something more of an obligation. And if I want to hit like maybe seven hours per day, which turns out to be about 42 four to 44 hours a week, I ended up just trying to clock those numbers. I ended up trying to get to 42, 44 hours by doing anything. So whenever I wouldn't feel inspired or motivated or creative, therefore productive, I would end up doing anything else. Just, okay, I read this for half an hour. I watch a YouTube video about training that seems to be relevant, maybe Facebook ads, which I've been trying to do recently. But eventually, it's trying to, to fill gaps, you know? And it's not, it's not really working. It's really trying to get those numbers and trying to reach my uh, weekly goal of 39, 42, or 44 hours. This is not the way to go when you want to manage your time. Because then I realized I'm not get, I'm not better than than trying to fill up time in a company when I, I don't feel like working for my boss and I'm bored and I'm going on Facebook and doing anything else rather than what I should be doing. 
So I realized that and I tried to find a way to overcome this lack of meaning in the time tracking because originally the idea is good. Time tracking, you want to know exactly what you've been doing all week. As opposed to before, I, didn't, I had no idea how many hours I was working, exactly what I was accomplishing. So that was a step up from my previous time management, I would say, like five, six years ago. But then this new methodology kind of hit a plateau and I realized that I need to update it. I need to shift something if I want to make sure that all this time spent tracking is actually useful. So a couple of weeks ago, I realized that time tracking was not enough and I needed to actually budget it before I started my task. And that got me thinking about the Parkinson's law. And essentially, the Parkinson's law says that the more time you have, the more time you are going to use to fill up this given time. So for example, if you have a deadline, you are just, I don't know, you're preparing a party for your friend or you have a project that is due somehow, you have to write an essay. You, let's say you have one week. Everything that's going to happen in your mind, in your ability to create that, that work is going to be using this full week. Even though this task might require only three days, your mind instinctively is going to use the whole week to do it just because you have the permission to do it, just because you believe that this is the appropriate time needed to complete this task. We all know about procrastination and we all have been guilty of procrastinating at some point. And if you see you have a deadline by next Monday, you have six days left, most likely we are going to work in the last two to three days to accomplish that task because we don't have a motivation to start because we might underestimate the time required to completion. And eventually we're gonna, we're gonna race towards the end to try to get to the finish line. Uh, there's also uh, another thing that we might make the task more complex than it actually is. So if you believe you have one week and somehow you, you don't really believe that it could be done in two days, you assume that it's probably more difficult than it actually is. So you try to find ways to complicate things. You try to find ways to add more details that eventually are going to be redundant, that are going to be irrelevant. Yet you try to fill up that gap. You try to fill up this pace and time. And then you end up with something that is overcomplicated that then you try to shrink, but it's too late because you've added too much fluff to it. And then in this case, we all try to become perfectionists. So we want to make it good. We want to make it perfect. And somehow procrastination kicks in that oh, we want to make it so perfect that we don't even start. See, that's the thing about procrastination. It's actually perfectionism in disguise. We believe that we can make it so well that we don't even start it because we're afraid to see it uh, below par value. So all these factors, yeah, fill in the Parkinson's law. And basically, if you don't really track your time, if you don't really know how to manage and budget your time, you end up spending more than is necessary. This leads me to the concept of deep work. And deep work is the name of a book that was written by Cal Newport in 2016. And deep work, let's summarize it as being so focused that nothing else can distract you. And essentially, he talks about the ability to focus without distraction on a cognitively demanding task. When you can reach that moment of, we call that flow also, like nothing else can distract you and disturb you because you are so focused that you can continue and you don't need to stop. You don't need to rest. You don't need to go to the restroom. You don't need anything. You don't need to drink water. 
and then you can continue working because you are so absorbed by what you do. But these times of deep work are very hard to reach just because we have so many distractions these days. Again, social media, emails, meetings, phone calls, all of this stuff is just there to, to sprinkle distractions all over you. And it's extremely hard to find the time, to find the environment for you to focus. So the time tracking for me was not enough. I realized that if I sit down and I say, I'm going to be working on writing the next episode of this podcast, I sit down and then I hope that something comes up to my mind. And if I don't get any ideas, I end up spending one hour doing nothing, just writing three words. What I've included now in my time tracking is time budgeting. And for time budgeting, before I start any task, I'm going to write at what time I'm going to finish it. So for example, to write the outline of this podcast, for each episode, I spend about an hour uh, preparing the ideas, structuring the outlines, but it's not an hour in one shot. It's more two times 30 minutes. And before I start, I sit down and it's probably two o'clock. I write down on my Excel document at 2.30, you stop. That gives me 30 minutes of intense focus, of intense work. And I turn off the phone, I turn off any other distractions, and this is what I do for 30 minutes. 30 minutes is manageable, isn't it? I mean, anybody can do anything for 30 minutes without being distracted. So if I say I sit down at 2, I'm working on the outline of this episode, and I finish by 2.30, that's what I'm going to do. 30 minutes is manageable. Some people use 45 minutes, and then they pause, and they do another 45 minutes. I mean, everybody's different, and you can experiment with that. But I do 30 minutes. And the reason I don't do one hour straight to prepare the outline of this episode is that I need to let it sink, let it simmer. So I write down for 30 minutes and then I will get back to it tomorrow or maybe two days from now. It gives me the opportunity to find a new perspective on the ideas and to restructure my original outline and therefore give me more insights on what I want to talk about during each episode. So two times 30 minutes, but I budget them. I know I'm not going to go five minutes over. If I start at 12, I finish by 12.30. There's no 12.35, 12.40. It's really 30 minutes, but 30 very focused minutes. It feels rewarding when you can focus very intensively on something that is meaningful. Again, when I not focus and I do mundane tasks, sorting out emails, answering emails, updating databases of clients, I don't feel satisfied at the end of the day. Yes, I did 10 different things, but did these 10 different things take me closer to something more meaningful and more important than I'm supposed to achieve this week? Probably not. So you can see a long list of things. Maybe I think on Tuesday, that was the case. There was so many different things, but eventually they didn't bring anything to what I was supposed to do. Intense focus, deep work is really trying to accomplish meaningful work, things that require a lot of intensity, a lot of focus. And therefore, the more you can focus, the more rewards, the more results you get in relatively a shorter amount of time. Because if you spend two hours of intense focus, rather than 10 times 15 minutes, yes, it will be much more productive and, and you will accomplish more quickly. So time tracking for me is essential. But time budgeting, it's even more useful. And I do that now every time I start something. So I'm going to edit this episode after I record it. If I don't really set a, a deadline for it, maybe an hour and a half, an hour and 45, 
I'm going to try to be too complacent about it, too relaxed. And they might stretch to two hours, two and a half hours because I'm not satisfied here. I just want to make it sound better here. And eventually trying to make it perfect again is not going to lead me anywhere. So I will probably set an hour 45 for today, edit it, and then post it as I do twice a week. We talked about deep work. We talked about Parkinson's law. Um, what else? For example, I talk in episode 22 about creating your own luck. The fact that I, I had to write a cover letter and a CV in less than an hour because I had a professional commitment. I had to go to a meeting after an hour. And this actually helped me disregarding perfectionism, disregarding procrastination because I didn't have a choice. I had to go at that time. So I decided to write it no matter what. If I was happy with the result or, or not, it was done. The letter was done. The CV was done. Now, my question is, how much time pressure makes you feel comfortable and uncomfortable? How far of a deadline do you need to be productive as opposed to feeling stress or procrastinating? How do you manage your time? What do you do to make sure you reach those deadlines and you accomplish what you're supposed to do? We all act in different ways. We all have different ways of working, of relaxing. But in the end, this time management concept is extremely important because it keeps you accountable. You know what you do. You know how much time it took to do it. And maybe you can replicate the things that work for you. What are the three takeaways from today's episode? Number one, tracking time is good for time management. Because you need to measure anything in your life. If you want to be able to compare what you've been doing in the past and how you can improve that. Sometimes you realize you spend too much time on a really mundane task and you want to make sure you, you reallocate this time to something more meaningful and more important. You can also realize how much time you spend on things that can be improved. Maybe by trying a new process, by trying a new idea. And this time tracking is extremely useful for you to help you live a more productive and more relaxed life. Number two, time tracking is good, but it's not enough. Now, I talked today about budgeting time and budgeting time requires you to set a, a timer on whatever you do so that you don't end up being sucked into the world of distraction, imagination, and daydreaming. If you have a timeline to hit, one hour, two hours, it's like an end goal to reach. And we all know about the power of setting goals, reaching them. It keeps you more focused. It keeps you more in line with what you're trying to do. And it keeps you more on track of what you're supposed to do. So tracking is good, but tracking look at the past. Budgeting looks at the future. You need those two elements to make sure time management works for you. Number three, ultimately, you need to adapt and you need to see what works for you. Maybe you've been doing a lot of time tracking. It was working fine. See how you can continue. Maybe you can improve. See what works for you. Maybe you've been doing a lot of budgeting. Maybe it didn't work so much because you were not clear how much time you needed to do tasks A or task B. But you need to be fully aware and you need to be able to see that things are not always working and you can always improve rather than just daydream and let time pass by. What really works for you in time of keeping yourself productive? Do you have a time management method to keep you going? Go ahead and, and please share your techniques, your tips with me and, and with other people. We would love to know how, how things work for you, how you manage your time. And it's such a broad topic. 
we can only learn from each other on a daily basis. And as always, if you like this episode, please share it with someone who finds it hard to motivate themselves without a proper time management tool. Thank you for listening to this new episode of Feedback on Track. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to listen to two new episodes every week. And I will see you again on our next episode.